Welcome to the Just Grace Podcast. My name is Eloy, and on the show, we talk about all things that need grace. On this episode today, we have a special guest. No Erica here today, I'm sorry, but my friend, my best friend here, Johnny. How are you doing, Johnny? Hi, I'm doing doing good. Um, I'm excited. You know, my first time ever doing a podcast, and just the fact that you invited me, you know, I'm a little nervous, but, you know, I'm excited to be able to, you know, come together with my brother and you know, talk about God, talk about all things grace, which is great. Dude, I am stoked because, yeah, it's your first time. Our first time, really. We're just starting this whole thing. Yeah. But with it, you know, it's like, hey, you're my first guest. Hey. I'm nervous too. <laughs> and we'll see how it goes. So on, on today's episode, um, Johnny, just to hype him up a little bit, this man is an apologetic machine. Uh He's one of those guys that just always loves to talk about it, give a defense for his faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's awesome, and he encourages me a ton. So, Johnny, why and how did you get so much into apologetics? Like, give us your testimony. Give us your background. Why are you here today? Yeah, so uh, kind of what brought, brought me into apologetics, you know, I, I wouldn't say I'm an apologist, but I would just say I'm just someone who just loves apologetics. And what apologetics is is, it's a it's the defense. It's me like a, a defense for the faith, and uh, what brought me into it is, you know, a long time ago, you know, I, I know Eli knows this, but like in it, we went to a church that started doing some unbiblical things, and and I I got, I got it confused me after leaving that church. Was, I and I got to a point where I was like, is any of this real, or or is it just people making things up and. You know, then it's just fake, and everyone's just saying a story or building on a story that's not real. And I got to a point where I was like, you know what? Like, if this is real, I want to find out if it's real. And I'm going to look into if it's real. And when I looked into it, there was just outstanding amount of evidence of God, of Jesus, and the fact that, you know, everything that the Bible says is true really happened. And I believe it without a doubt. Yeah. The, the overwhelming amount of evidence for the Christian faith, for the, the God of the Bible, uh, is really unremarkable. Mm-hmm. To, to Once you really start to dig into it and you start to see all the pieces kind of come together, it's like, wow, this isn't just something that a bunch of people made up. It's a hoax that somehow they've been able to keep through persecution, keep through throughout the ages. It's something that's withstood even the harshest trials. Why? Because it has to be true. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, we want to talk about some of that evidence for Christianity that Johnny's so passionate about and that I'm so passionate about and that all of us as believers should be passionate about. Yeah. Why? Because the Bible tells us we need to. Mm-hmm. So, Johnny, go into some of your notes. I, and I know you just preached a sermon at your church recently. Yes. Um, so kind of like go into that a little bit. Would you, would you share... Uh, and why should we care so much about defending our faith? Yeah, so so the so we're I was challenged to, to preach on being ready, and uh, so the, the one of the scriptures that you know I I love the most, one of the scriptures that I, I stand on the most is First uh, Peter three fifteen. You know, it says that, uh, but in your hearts regard Christ the Lord as holy, ready at any time to give a defense to anyone who asks you for the reason that the hope that it is in you. So it's like, uh, so, it's like so then I asked, like, are, are we ready to give an answer for why we believe what we believe? Or, or why 
people should be, why other people should believe what we believe. And so going back X amount of years, do you think you could have given an answer for your faith when it felt like you said, indefensible? Like you didn't know what to say. You didn't know if it was true. How did that feel? And were you ever put in a position where you needed to defend your faith and you didn't feel capable of it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember uh, one incident, what was the incident, but I just remember one, one time, uh, you, you were actually there. Uh, we oh. were, we were <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but we were, uh, all, all the youth uh, went to the, a park in the, uh, on the east side. And, you know, we were just evangelizing to all the people at the park. And there was this guy there that we were talking to, and he was just like he didn't he didn't believe in God. He didn't believe. Uh, he's all he's all. It's like I, I don't I don't like. He he didn't know what to believe, but he didn't believe in God. And he said, "Well, if God's real, then then uh, then I'll know it before I die or something." He was like really confused about what he believed. And I don't know. I just like at that time, like I wanted to wish I knew something to tell him. Like mm. like yeah, like like. And because you had told him something about the tribulation, like if the tribulation comes. Oh, dude, yes, I do remember. Okay, and he's yeah. all, he's all, when the tribulation happens, because he knew he knew a little bit about the about the Bible. He must have grew up like knowing something. He's like, well, when the tribulation happens, then I'll believe. Yeah, and so, and I was like, I didn't know what I had no no words to say. I was just like, you were the one that do most of the talking, and I was like, man, like I, I wish I knew something. Nothing's changed, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, dude, that is that's yeah. What's so important for us as Christians to be able to give a defense is for when we're in situations like that, especially in evangelism, mm-hmm. which is so key uh, for us as believers to do because we're, we're called to do that, to mm-hmm. be ambassadors and to preach Christ and to all the nations. Um, and if we're not equipped, you know, we might be losing out on someone who needs to hear the gospel because mm-hmm. of our lack of knowledge about it. Yeah. So it's very important for us. That's... That's uh so yeah here's in First Peter three, um, being able to give a defense yeah, so what does that kind of lead up to, being able to give a defense you you, you told them like are you ready, mm-hmm. uh, to give a defense well what, what was people's reaction when you brought up that point, I I don't know they they didn't really respond they, they were I, I was I guess it was kind of a rhetorical question because like I kind of gave them an answer cause, what was the answer well for me I I said. The reason why I believe uh, is is because I witnessed God's power in my life, and not only in my life, but I witnessed you know God's power in my brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, I witnessed you know those who got addicted, you know, be free from those addictions. Uh, you know, those who were who were hurt or healed, those you know that felt abandoned, or alone, or fatherless, find a, a, a provider and a father in Jesus Christ. And they felt and they found they found love through Him. And God's love was shown, you know, for all to see. Man, dude, that uh, that's such a a good strong point, because even though we can kind of get into this fallacy of like anyone can say that their personal experience is from God, mm-hmm. we can all say, oh, you know, the Buddhist might say that, or the Muslim might say that, Jehovah Witness might say that. Um, but what makes Christianity different is that, and I hope you get into this, that the experiences that we have, this life-changing alteration in our lives 
are ultimately backed up by truth, Mm -hmm. by the word, by history, by all of the evidence that you're going to get into. Yeah. So what are some of the, uh, that's a great example of evidence, the personal kind of uh, Mm -hmm. conviction. Uh, What are some other things that we should, uh, should know? Yeah. So, so that's, 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 uh, that's you know obviously one of the like one of the reasons why I believe, but the other reason why I believe is, is because uh, you know I've seen I've like I like I said like I I looked into so much evidence for God, and and one of the things that I like to to share with I've shared with the youth a couple of times, and I I tell them you know when you see when you see a painting on the wall, do you think that the colors just you know appeared on the paper or the thing or. Or do you, do you you see it and you're like, man, someone someone painted that. Like, when you see a painting, you know there's a painter. You know when you when you look around a building, you know you know that uh, someone had built that. And I know you know you, you just you you re, re, uh, renovated you know your house. Yeah. You know it did your house just didn't like. I wish it didn't renovate itself. You know it would renovate itself, dude. Or you, you couldn't just like you know wait a couple hundred years and it, it it'll it'll eventually build itself mm-hmm. you know you know when you see something that was built you know the builder yeah but now when you look at you and i you know the animals the sky the trees and you see all of creation you know like man there has to be a creator that created all this an intelligent mind mm. that put it all together yeah and that's that's the difference i uh i think from you can kind of look at it at this evolutionary perspective where the stronger came from the weaker, mm-hmm. you know, like this constant growth, which is hard to see and we don't really see that. But when we look at the biblical perspective, we see the weaker coming from the greater, mm-hmm. right? It's just, it's the inverse of what people will, you know, try to teach has happened. But when we believe that there's this big, grand God that everything came from, you know, like you're, you're talking about, yeah. this big, you know, this world and all its beauty it didn't just happen. It had to come. If it's great and beautiful, it had to come from something even greater mm-hmm. and more beautiful. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the, and this and that's exactly what uh, what Paul talks about in Romans one one uh, nineteen. You know, in Romans one nineteen it says, "Since what can since what can be known about God is evident among them, because God has shown it to them, mm. for His invisible attributes." That is, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen since the creation of the world, being understood through what he has made. As a result, people are without an excuse. Wow. Dude, that's that's heavy. Yes. Paul's like, like, look, like you can see such beauty in creation. Like there is no excuse to know that, you know, this this is this, like it didn't just happen for no reason. You know that someone orchestrated all this and put it all together. Especially like how fine-tuned our universe is. Mm-hmm. Like if our gravity was any uh, higher, you know, we'd be crushed. If the sun was like just a little bit farther away from us, we'd freeze. Or if it was any closer, we'd burn. Like, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's just crazy to, to know that there's someone orchestrating all this. And yeah. God, and it's God. And it's the God of the Bible. Oh, my gosh. That is wonderful to read in, in Scripture. Because one, uh, yeah, is true. Like we should realize that there's a God by just looking around. Mm-hmm. 
like, hey, someone put this here. It didn't just happen. Yeah. Even he says, like, it's plain to see. So when people are, like, excusing that and trying to get rid of God, it's like they're suppressing, they're trying to, like, suppress the reality of what is naturally known. Mm -hmm. I think that's why you get people who are, like, in remote areas that worship something. They just don't know, you know, what it is. Mm -hmm. But even them, they can, like, believe, like, oh, they're they're rational enough to think, hey, something is greater here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't see it, but it has to exist. Mm-hmm. And it basically leaves everyone without excuse. Yeah. This is what you know Paul was saying. Wow. Yeah. And then my and then from there, you know, we see, you know, God, but God has not only revealed himself through his creation, but he's revealed that to his son, Jesus Christ. Come on now. You know, the one in, in John 1, 1, who, who in the beginning God created the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. You know, you rose out through Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, I told the church when I preached, I was like, can, can you all tell me what, what year it is? What year? Uh, 2023. And, and what, what are we counting from? <laughs> uh, it's A.D., right? Yeah. Or B.C.E. that they call it now. Yeah, it's it, it, well, when I grew up, it was B, it was BC and AD, yeah, which is before Christ. And I, I, uh, it, well, I always, I always say after death, but, but it, I, I guess it, it really meant a new domini, which is Latin for in the year of our Lord. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but now it's like BC, BCE, like before com, before common era, or yeah, yeah, something like that, or common era. I don't mm. know, but but either way, you know, there was a, a split in our timeline where we were like. We started counting. Mm. And whether you believe or not, you know, we're still counting from when a man so influential that he split the time that we were like, like, this is the year of our Lord. Like, wow. Yeah. So it, it, even if you believe or don't believe, Jesus, the man Jesus who walked this earth, changed history. Exactly. Literally. Yeah. And I'm saying, like, you don't hear people saying in the year of, of Muhammad or in the year of Buddha. Like, that ain't happening. <laughs> like, everyone goes by 2023. Maybe before Buddha. <laughs> so, well. like, yeah, it's just, you know, that, that's, the one, that's one of the things I think about. Because, like, how, how, did, that, how did that happen if, if it was someone who, because, you know, skeptics are going to say, you know, that, you know, that Jesus wasn't real. Or, you know, that, that uh, the early church made up. Made up Christ, or made up his, especially made up his resurrection. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, man, maybe there was a God, or maybe there was a, a man named Jesus, but he didn't really resurrect himself from the dead. Yeah. You know, people will claim that, but you know, what p- people that most people, if they don't know, you know, a lot of early Christians in the in the in the first century A.D., you know, they they died for believing in Christ. Mm-hmm. They they willingly, you know. It's, sacrifice their lives because they're like, you know, I'm not going to deny Jesus because I believe in Jesus. And people will often, you know, die for, for what they believe is true. Like you see that in like, like these cults, you know, they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll drink they the Kool-Aid. They believe it. Yeah. They're sold. They, they'll, they'll drink the Kool-Aid because they're going to get on this comment and, and, and do something or <laughs> whatever the, their, their cult leader made up or, or these, these, these like terrorists that'll, that'll, you know, blow themselves up yeah. because they're going to get this reward afterwards. You know, people are going to die. People will die for what they believe is true, but no one is going to die for what they know is a lie. Oh, my gosh. Come on now, dude. And, and 
So, and like, so what did the early church have to gain for, for making up the story that Jesus was real, that, Je- that Jesus resurrected himself from the dead? Mm-hmm. You know, what did they get? They got persecution and ultimately they, they died for their faith. You know, they didn't gain anything. They weren't getting money or, or they weren't getting rich. They weren't getting any power, you know, but, you know, the, they gained nothing but, but ultimately like, like death and persecution. Yeah. So you can't, you can't say that they made it up. Like they willing, like, oh, they hid the body. They did something. They know what they did. And then they go and die for it. Yeah. They wouldn't do that. Yeah. Like, like if you were to, like, if I was lying about something and you were like putting a gun in my head and be like, you know what, tell the truth or, you know, I'm, I'm pulling the trigger. Like, I'll be like, okay, okay. Okay. All right. I'm lying. I'm lying. Yeah. But I always, that's, and that's basically what they did. They're like, okay, look, like renounce your faith. Mm-hmm. Like, like stop claiming that that Christ resurrected from the dead, or or we're gonna, we're gonna take your life. And they were like, "He resurrected from the dead." I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I can't. Like, yeah, I ain't lying. Like I'm not taking that back. Wow. I'm taking it to the, to the grave. But so, so, is there anyone that you can point to in history that was really affected by seeing the resurrection of Jesus? Oh yeah. Well, one of my favorites, one of the favorite ones I like to I like to talk about is is James. Mm-hmm. It's Jesus' brother. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I could, I could point, I could tell you like, uh, in, in Mark three and in, in John seven, you know, it talks about, uh, and those are the gospels and the gospels of Mark, uh, it, and, and John, it talks about, you know, Jesus's family, they thought he was crazy, you know, and, and Mark, uh, it, it says that, uh, that his brothers and his mother, like, uh, they were trying to get him out of the house saying, oh, he's out of his mind. He's out of his mind because uh, everyone was going and, and they wanted to get to Jesus. And Samuel was like, oh, he's out of his mind. He's crazy. And then in, in, in Mark, Mark 7, in, in John 7, uh, his brothers are mocking him. His brothers are like, like saying like, oh, like, well, why don't you go to the festival and show off what you can do, Jesus? <laughs> like, Dang. oh, big brother Jesus. He's, he's, he's so cool. Like, well, like, this is the best time to do it. Go do it. Uh-huh. And yet, John, James becomes a follower of Jesus. And not only James, but his, his other brother, uh, his other brother, they both have books in the Bible, James and, and Judas. And so Judas. what, what led James from, from, and, and his brother from mocking Jesus from unbelief to being a, a full on follower of Jesus and even dying for believing in, in Jesus? What was it? They witnessed his brother's resurrection. Mm. They seem like, Oh man, like he's telling the truth. <laughs> He, he's our Messiah. He he really is what he claimed to be. Yeah, and and they and they even died for it. Yeah, and so so like that that just like it it changed his life. He was, and he 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 gave his life to he 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 gave his life to following Jesus to following you know what what Jesus stood for and, and he, he even became a leader in the early church. Wow, that's what's so important and so special about the Christian faith when we talk about our God and we give evidence and reasons for it. He died. People saw it. And then he rose again and people saw it and people preached it and people died for it Mm -hmm. because they saw it. And he says, blessed are those who have not seen Mm -hmm. and believe. So when we look back at history and we bring this reasonable faith 
to the forefront about the real person of Jesus Christ who claimed to be God, died, and then rose again, there we can rest our hope in something Mm -hmm. incredible. And we take this Jesus from the Bible that in real history lived, and then we look at what he authenticates as God breathed. What does he point to? The Bible. Mm -hmm. This is why every verse in Scripture is so uh, important to the Christian because from this, we reasonably uh, notice that this is the very words of God. Mm-hmm. And every single verse in, that, in the Bible, every single story, every single chapter, every single book is pointing to one person, yeah. Jesus, mm-hmm. who we can look back and see that he literally did what the Bible says he did. Mm-hmm. That is mind-blowing. Like, What other books can you go to in other religions that claim the things they claim and then give the evidence for the things they claim? Yeah. Even, even like, you know, the, 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 the prophecies of Jesus happened 700 years before. Yeah. The town he was going to be born in, you know, they had to be, uh, he was going to be Emmanuel, God with us. You know, that's the book of Isaiah. But, you know, what, like... What book can you can you that 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 has that mm-hmm. that has that's I think forty different authors, sixty six different books, but all come together as one all unison, com- yeah, complete story with no contradictions. Like, dude, okay, think about that. The Bible was written by over forty different authors, mm-hmm. and they're all telling the same thing, dude. You you know how hard it would be to lie forty different times from forty different people, yeah. and try to get it right exactly over couple thousand years dude the bible itself is is a work of obviously history but of just complete impossibility if it weren't true yeah so like the odds like the only way you can explain that is that it was truly god breathed man but you know the bible does teach some scary topics mm mm-hmm. mhm so how can we reconcile some of the teachings of the Bible with reason? Yeah, so so I I think one of the one of the points that I pointed to during my preaching was, you know, uh, a lot of people like to say, you know, why would a good God send send anyone to hell? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, my answer was because He loves you so much that He won't force you into His presence for eternity. Say so if you reject him your whole life, you know why? Why would you want to be with him after you die? Yeah, and, and not only that, but you know, God doesn't you know uh, send anyone to hell. Hmm. You choose to be there, and and you know one of the examples I gave was like uh, I asked the women, and, and I was like, like uh, have any of you guys ever you know had a man pursue you that you did not want? And, and what they say? A lot of them raised their hands, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so and, and so, so what do you tell them you tell them I like you but only as a friend friend and yeah. like, you know all the guys they've heard that before like ah <laughs> oh, like, like you know they're breaking their hearts love you too brother <laughs> yeah brother <laughs> you're just like a brother to me oh no you know we've we've all heard that so so 
But when you tell him that, can, can, now can that guy force you to love him and force you to be with him? Like, no. Like, like you, you, that, that, that. Get, get a restraining order if that's the case. Yeah, if, if that's happening, you know, call the police. Run away. Yeah. Like, get out of there. But, you know, obviously, no, because if he truly loved you, then he would let you go. Mm. You know, because love by definition must be freely given. And, and that's, that's what that's what God does with us, you know. He's given us uh, letters. He's sending us flowers. In other words, He's given us a, a, a evangelists, pastors, teachers, you know, people that you know. He's given up His Word, you know, telling us He wants a relationship with us. He wants us. He wants us to to be in relationship with Him. But if we don't want it, then He He lets us go. You know, He loves us too much to force us into His presence for eternity. And that's that's, and that's that's not, you know, that's that's not what real love is. Yeah, like, well, what else do you want? Do you want everybody to go to heaven, even if they don't love God? Mm-hmm. Well, God, by definition, is holy. He can't have any sin, you know, in His presence. It has to be atoned for, and that's why we lean on Jesus Christ because He atoned for our sins. He paid our penalty so that we can walk into heaven, not because of our righteousness, but because of Jesus's righteousness and His. Uh, death on the cross that paid for our sins. Uh, so we can't, you know, not everyone can go. Yeah. Just buy, just think about it for a second. Not everyone can go because some people don't. They don't want to. They, they don't want to. They, they, they don't want him now, and they're not going to want him then. You mm-hmm. know, and and uh, I wanted to say it when I was preaching too. I didn't get to I forgot about it. But, you know, people will say like, uh, like oh, I, like uh, you think you're going to heaven? Like yeah, I've been a good person. Mm. You know, you've heard that. Like I, I think I'll go. I've been a good person. Yeah, I've, I've done good things. But, but, but try try that right now. Like try, try like let's say go to L.A. to the biggest nicest mansion in L.A. and go go knock on the on the on their door. And when the owner opens the door, like w- w- what do you want? And like I'm, I'm gonna live with you. <laughs> Like, yeah, I'm moving in. Like, uh, I'm, I'm living with you now. Okay. And he's going to be like, no. no. No, no, you're not moving with me. You're not living with me. And I don't like, know you. He's like, but, 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 but hold on. But, like, I'm a good person. You should let me live with you. I'm a good, like, I've, I've done all these things. I've given to charity. You know, I've, I've done so much great and good things in my life. Like, let me in. Like, li- let me live with you. He's not going to let you live with him. Why? He doesn't know you. Yeah. He doesn't have a relationship with you. Like, no one's going to let anyone into their house if they don't know them. Wow. It doesn't matter how good you are. You know, being good is not bad, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to get into, like, for heaven, but being good is not going to be good enough. Yeah. Oh, you have to have that relationship. It's the relationship. Yeah. The relationship. Dude, that, that, that C.S. Lewis, he, he says it really plainly about this topic. He says, in the end, there's two kinds of people. One who says to God, Thy will be done, mm-hmm. and the others, where God says to them, "Thy will be done." Yep, exactly. Wow, it's it's like I said, God's not sending anyone to hell. You are choosing where mm-hmm. you want to go. And when it when it comes to apologetics, uh, sometimes uh, people can really try to throw in these wrenches mm-hmm. to try to like trip you up. Yeah, like well, how should you respond <laughs> when people try, you know, to throw in just whatever. <laughs> Yeah, there's sort of like some some you know these, these famous questions we all we've all heard. You know, you know, can God create a rock that He can't lift? 
or or can God make a square circle? Have you heard that one before? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're, 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 married bachelor. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're they're trying to like put doubt in your mind. Like, well, can can God do that? Like, well, God can do anything, right? You should be able to do that. Or he's not God. Yeah, or he's not God. Or, he, or he's not powerful if he can't do that. And it's like, so you, you go thinking and it, it puts doubt and doubt in your heart and your mind and you start questioning things. But but when you really look at the questions, like they're, like don't answer their question. It, 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 they're talking nonsense when they ask you that. Mm-hmm. It's like me asking you, you know, what, what, what does the color yellow smell like? <laughs> I don't know. It, 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 it's nonsense. I'm speaking nonsense. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what they're doing. They're, they're, they're giving you a question for doubt. That's nonsense. Mm. Like those are those things are illogical. God is, you know, all powerful and almighty, mm. and but he's he's not. He can't do like illogical, crazy things that make no sense. Right, right. Because I mean, God, by definition, again, if he's perfect in all the absolute perfections of holiness, righteousness, truth, you know, then he can't go outside of reason mm-hmm. you know he, he's you know it's just ridiculous yeah so what what is what does the bible say you know about that uh where jesus you've said i think in, in john 14 about him being the way the truth and the life that claim think about that mm-hmm. this is a man who claims to be the truth yeah well what do you do with that what do you do with that claim? Is that not in itself claiming to be God? Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we see that Jesus is, is making these uh, statements about being, hey, I'm oh, we, oh, the word logos in uh, John chapter one, right? He, he is, he is the, the reason. He is the wisdom. He is the truth. He is, oh, yeah, you can't go outside in this nonsense and try to bring God into it. Yeah. That's not how it works here. Yeah. Yeah, so... Don't fall for that one, huh? That, <laughs> yeah. That's good advice. Yeah, don't don't try to answer that question because it's just it's set up to make you fail because it's, it's nonsense. Mm. And and uh, <clears throat> you know, and I, I I told the church, you know, the reason why I, I I you know these are just some of the evidence that I I've given them, but the reason why I gave them gave it to them is because if you can't give a why to your faith, you won't be able to give a why not to your doubts. No, say it again. If you can't give a why to your faith. You won't be able to give a why not to your doubts. Mm. In other words, if you don't have a Christianity that is anchored on what's true, then you will always be at the mercy of your doubts. Wow. And, and it goes down to, to John, like you said, John 14.6. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, mm. and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Yeah. And... No, it's Jesus. Jesus is the way. He's the truth and the light. And, you know, no one goes to the Father except through him. But people like to say, you know, you know all religions lead to God. Uh. Or all religions are true. But if all religions are true, and Jesus has said that I am the only way, then all religions can't be true. Yeah. Either he's lying, you know, or he's a lunatic. He's yeah. crazy. Or he's the truth. He's the Lord. Yeah. And there's only one way. There's only one it can be. And which one do you believe? Mm -hmm. Look at the evidence. Which one do you believe? Yeah. And I I even gave like a funny example. I was all, I was all like, like imagine if I gave you like a directions to my house, 
I can give you directions how to get there, the one way to get there. Or I can just be like, you know, all all streets are going to give you to my house. Just follow whatever feels good and you'll get there eventually. Yeah. But you're going to, there's so many ways that you're not going to get to my house mm-hmm. unless someone shows you the way. Mm. And that's what Jesus is saying is I am the way. He is the way. Wow. That's uh, coming full circle to where you at one time started to doubt mm-hmm. your your faith, which at the time might have not fully been your own, you know, because it's so influenced by the people around us. And when the people around us fail, we, we tend to tie that in to mm-hmm. like truth about mm-hmm. the word and about the evidence for God and Jesus. But we can't depend on the people around us. Mm-hmm. Your faith has to be your own. And it has to be also a reasonable one. Yeah. The one that, that when it's solely leaned on Christ, doubts are removed mm-hmm. because he is the truth. Mm-hmm. Man, dude. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today, Johnny. I'm going to go cry. You know, I'm just, I'm so thankful, so thankful uh, that God and his love for us would, in a way, uh, though we, he, he's not seen, he's not hiding either. Yeah, he's not. He's there for those who seek him. Exactly. And we can trust that the God who loves you, who loves us, who died for you, he's not going to be hard to find. Mm-hmm. The problem mm-hmm. is, is we suppress it. Mm-hmm. But the truth is there. And God is chasing after you with it. Yeah. Just gotta, you know, he's he's the way and the truth. If you find him, if you search for him, I believe you're gonna find him. If you search for truth, you'll find you'll Jesus. Find Jesus, yeah. Wow. We want to thank you guys for listening to the Just Grace Podcast. Thanks for my buddy Johnny for being on today. And so uh, just remember, guys, as you're encouraged about your faith, remember continue to grow in grace and remember to defend the faith because it's our responsibility to yeah, yeah. he commands us to give give an account thanks yeah. guys